Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2291 with the release date of Friday, September 24th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hospitalized children talk to the ISS via ham radio. Researchers call for new regulations for satellites and youthful soda activators in Romania have a meeting with meteors. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2291 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. We begin this week with a story that shows the power that amateur radio can have in the lives of children, especially in those who have been hospitalized for serious illness. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, brings us that report. It was a remarkable 10 minutes that students and patients at the Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. are not likely to forget. A question and answer exchange on Tuesday, September 21st between an ISS astronaut and the young patients in the Pediatric Acute Care Hospital in America's capital city. According to Bob Kepke, AA6TB, the event's technical mentor, the ARIS contact was arranged with Seacrest Studios, the educational space inside the hospital to continue patients' education while they're receiving treatment there. The space and communications component is coordinated with the help of the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, NASA, and the local Alexandria Amateur Radio Club. Bob said the hospital's proposal for the ISS contact had been accepted in March of 2020, but the concerns for COVID safety changed the shape of the event. Instead of using an on-site amateur radio station for the contact, it would rely instead on a multi-point telebridge with Claudio Ariotti, IK1SLD, in Italy, eliminating the need for a large gathering of people. The patients stayed in their rooms, connected to the action via an iPad with the help of a hospital staffer. JAXA astronaut Akahiko Hoshide, KE5DNI, was ready and fielded 16 questions using the call sign OR4ISS during the 10-minute pass. More than 1,300 students and patients from kindergarten to 12th grade enjoyed the event, along with 500 parents and 400 professionals. A recording of the contact is available on YouTube at the link that appears in this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. Meanwhile, the application period begins on October 1st for proposals for ARIS contacts in 2022. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Look up in the sky! That is, if you can, light pollution is becoming an issue and researchers in Canada have what they hope is a solution. With that story, here is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. A Canadian astronomer is urging that international regulations be established to set limits on permissible levels of satellite brightness. Samantha Lawler of the University of Regina in Saskatchewan said the ever-increasing population of communications satellites, such as those launched by SpaceX's Starlink, generate the kind of light pollution that hampers astronomers' research. The scientist was part of a team that included researchers from the University of British Columbia and the University of Toronto who studied the optical brightness of thousands of satellites, including those in the so-called mega-constellations. The team concluded that in the not-too-distant future, one in every 15 points of light in the sky will actually be a satellite. The research team also expressed concern about the crowding of satellites in orbit, increasing the possibility of more collisions. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. In the UK, the ever-expanding universe of creative workshops known as Hackspaces just got an extra boost 
from some ham radio friends. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us about it. East Essex Hackspace became the newest of 70 hackspaces throughout the UK on Saturday the 18th of September, as this community-based marker space opened a welcoming place to encourage learning and tinkering. It includes a construction and electronics workbench, reflecting a spirit so familiar to amateur radio operators. To help celebrate opening day at this new workshop, Essex Ham operated special event station GB0EEH on HF and VHF, not just for the QSOs, but to support the community effort and to demonstrate amateur radio to those attending at the Hawkwell location. According to the Hackspaces wiki, the space in the pavilion has been provided by Rochford District Council and the lease is in effect until October of 2027. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Congratulations to Jack Purdom, W8TEE, who has become the new microcontrollers editor of CQ Magazine. Jack, who is an Arduino authority, will have his first column appear in the November issue. The magazine has announced his predecessor, Anthony Lucere, K8ZT, is starting up a new column called Ham Radio Explorer that will launch in the December issue. Another extended family of ham radio operators is grieving for one of their own. We hear their story and the story of a well-loved silent key from Dave Parks, WB8ODF. An emotional last call has been made on the IRLP All-Star East Coast Reflector for Richard Butenegel, N3RRB, a mainstay of the Reflector. Rick, a licensed ham since 2018, became a silent key on Wednesday, September 15th of COVID-19 while caring for his ailing parents in Deltona, Florida. Friends and members of the 9050 Reflector told Newsline that Rick arrived on the system in October of 2020 and immediately established himself as a mentor. It was a role that came naturally to him on and off the air and in the Reflector's Zoom room. One of Rick's most selfless projects was the 40-meter QRP transceiver he built for a 14-year-old amateur who came to call him Uncle Rick. He also made use of the electronics business he owned and operated to create equipment and software for the East Coast Reflectors control stations so they could track the number of connected nodes at any given time. Rick also believed in personal connections, so while riding his bike around town, he would carry his HT on his handlebars and keep his phone connected to the East Coast Reflector Zoom Room. Reflector member press W2PW told Newsline, the amateur community lost a good one. I'd like to add, Rick, you will be missed, but never forgotten. For Amateur Radio Newsline and everyone on the East Coast Reflector, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Next year's Bouvet Island expedition has been given its latest financial boost, and it's from the ARRL. Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, has that report. The 3Y0J Bouvet Island de-expedition, considered one of the costliest ever, has been awarded $5,000 from the ARRL. The amount given to the non-profit Amateur Radio D-Expeditions Organization, which is based in Norway, is the same sum given back to the ARRL following the Intrepid DX Group's cancellation of its Beauvais trip after the ship planned to carry them there was sold to new owners. 
Amateur Radio D Expeditions and its 12 operators are planning a November 2022 activation with a goal of 120,000 contacts. The team will be on the island for 20 days. The grant is named for Silent Keys Lloyd Colvin W6KG and Iris Colvin W6QL and supports international DX teams to foster global goodwill. The D-Expedition's $650,000 budget makes it among the most expensive ones on record. The team earlier received a $100,000 donation from the Northern California DX Foundation and a gift from the German DX Foundation that is the equivalent of $11,815. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Meanwhile, it appears that the RV Braveheart, which was sold by Nigel Jolly, K6NRJ, to new owners, may sail again with hams aboard sometime. Paul, N6PSE of the Intrepid DX Group, announced recently on the group's Facebook page that the ship will be relocating from New Zealand to Ushuaia in southernmost Argentina. And the new owner plans to make it available once again for amateur radio de-expeditioners. Time for you to identify your station. We're the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the linked repeaters of the Desert Amateur Radio Club, KK7AJB in La Paz County, Arizona, on Fridays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 6.45 p.m. local time. If you're devoted to weather watching, you might want to take a look at the 2021 Virtual National Hurricane Conference Amateur Radio Workshop. It was held in June and is now posted on YouTube. The conference lasts four hours and eight minutes, but if there's a particular workshop you're interested in, you can find an index and the approximate start times below the video on the site. Workshops include a discussion of surface reports, overviews of the National Hurricane Center and the Hurricane Watch Network, and best practices in Skywarn for tropical systems. Find a link to the video in the script of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Six prominent radio amateurs in IARU Region 1 have been recognized for their years of contributions. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, tells us about them. Six hams in Region 1 of the International Amateur Radio Union have been awarded medals for their years of work contributing to the IARU. They are Tor Warren, LA9QL, who recently stepped down as Region 1 EMC Committee Chairman but remains on the committee. Tor is being recognised for bolstering IARU's presence in electromagnetic compatibility matters. Medal recipient Jacques Verlaine, ON4AVJ, is being recognised for developing the contest working group and coordinating work on VHF, including revision of the handbook. He's a member of the Political Relations Committee and secretary to the VHF Plus Committee. Hans Vellens, ON6WQ, is being honoured for supporting smaller societies, especially in Africa, and creating the concept of support to the amateur radio service, or STARS, which he chaired until 2011. The medal to Dave Court, EI3IO, celebrates his work on the Spectrum and Regulatory Liaison Committee, which he chaired until recently. His work, amongst other things, helped lead the, to the region-wide allocation to the amateur radio service of a 2 MHz segment at 50 MHz. Hilary Clayton-Smith, G4JKS, is being credited for the region's successful work in EMC matters. Hillary is an EMC committee member and served as its secretary for nearly 25 years. 
A medal was also given to Peter Jost, HB9CET, Deputy Coordinator for the IARU Monitoring System, for his work with the Monitoring Systems newsletters. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. If you've been in the mood for a ham fest lately and you're going to be in the area just north of New Orleans, Don Wilbanks AE5DW has a recommendation for you. Two busy days of amateur radio activities are on tap for attendees of the Slidell EOC Ham Fest, sponsored by the Ozone Amateur Radio Club. It's going to be held in the Slidell Auditorium, with doors opening at 2 p.m. on Friday, October 8th, and at 8 a.m. on Saturday, October 9th. Entrance for the public is through the lobby doors. Hamfest Chairman Dave Hartley, K5OZ, reminds everyone that masks are mandatory for all indoor activities in Louisiana, so they'll be required to attend the Hamfest. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Meanwhile, even as hams in Louisiana prepare for their ham fest, members of the Peoria Area Amateur Radio Club in Illinois are celebrating the fact that they just finished enjoying the return of their Superfest. It took place on September 18th and 19th, and according to news reports, there are two other reasons to feel encouraged. The club also saw an uptick in membership, especially among YLs. In the world of DX, Fred KB4 DMQ has returned to Shemya Island in the Aleutians, southwest of Alaska. And for the next two months, he will be operating again as KL7 FBI. Be listening on 20 and 40 meters where he will be using SSP. Send QSLs to KL7 FBI. Harald DF2WO is operating as 9X2AW in Rwanda until the 28th of September. He is using mainly the digital modes FT8, PSK31, JT65, and RIDI with some CW and SSB. He is also using the QO-100 satellite on 2 meters and 70 centimeters. Send QSLs via M0OXO or his OQRS. If you're looking to get the Maldives in your logbook, prepare now for November when Remo HB9SHD will be on the air from Kondula Island, Maldives as 8Q7RM. His plan is to operate for several hours each day, especially at night for North and South America QSO. Send QSLs via his home call sign. Our final story takes place in the mountains of Romania, where students using soda gear during the day also made contact with the cosmos at night. Ed Durant, DD5LP, shares the details. For the 18 students who spent three days on the summits in Romania, this past summer will always be the summer of the Perseids. Under the guidance of seven adults, including their teacher, Adrian, Y05IA, the young amateurs from Transylvania ventured into the Vuladesa Mountains in mid-August. They were backpacking to experience nature, and the nature of making SOTA radio contacts from on high. Sorin, YO2MSB, who is ranked a SOTA mountain goat, schooled the students in SOTA basics. Then, using their school club call sign, YO6KGS, they set up stations on various peaks in an attempt to accumulate points. According to a diary kept by students Daria, YO6CDC, and Horatio, YO6HDC, daylight hours were spent learning about SOTA and chasing contacts. At night, they chased another contact, the Perseid meteor showers. They had extra help from a telescope brought by Araris, a guest at the chalet where the group was staying. Daria wrote in her diary, in English translation, quote, No matter how tired we were, we couldn't miss the campfire and the opportunity to look through Rara's telescope. 
Waiting for our turn to look at the planets Saturn and Venus, our eyes were directed only to the sky at the Perseids. We were so excited that we woke up at four in the morning to watch them at their maximum intensity, end quote. The students may not have successfully activated all the summits on their list, but they scored big points with the Perseids. Adrian told Newsline more SOTA expeditions are planned this year and then next summer it's back to the Vuledesa Mountains, he said, quote, the days of Perseids will become a tradition for us, end quote. From Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. With thanks to Adrian Basio, Y-O-5-I-A, Eris, the A-R-R-L, Bob Kopke, AA6TB, CQ Magazine, David Hartley, K5OZ, David Bihar, K7DB, Don Beatty, G3BJ, East Essex Hackspace, Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, Ohio Penn DX, QRZ.com, the PAARC, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, Space News, Ted Randall's QSL Radio Show, Twitter, WTWW Shortwave, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights reserved.